0: This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with an old friend, Matt James, front man for the band, Blacktop Mojo. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Uh, it's been a while.
1: It has, man. It's good to see you.
0: It's like we both were on each side of the planet yeah. for the last 18 months.
1: Might as well have been, man.
0: Well, the first thing I want to start out with is how have you and the guys from Blacktop been surviving over the last 18 months? Uh, it's been some strange times that neither myself or you or probably anybody else that we know has ever experienced
1: yeah um man it it kind of has it's been pretty wild i mean it seems like years ago that we were all getting told that the world's shutting down and we're not going to be able to play shows anymore and uh you know i think everybody went through uh the live stream thing i think there's still a lot of people doing the live stream concerts and stuff like that um, we're lucky enough to live in Texas where things have kind of opened up and we've been able to play some shows here and there. And, uh, you know, thank God for that because we were we were going stir crazy up in here.
0: I can imagine. I You know, obviously, that's something that a lot of people not just in the music world have been feeling, too. They've been like, OK, look, I, I can't spend any more time sitting on my couch. Right. Uh I, I think I've actually worn the couch out at this point because I've spent so much time on it. And I think I've watched everything on Netflix that's possible.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You starting to learn Spanish so you can watch more shows? Yeah.
0: I think so, yeah. Well, I've been, you know, I, I kind of went to the you know, Telemundo channel so I could actually <laughs> kind of pick up some stuff. Or at least watch, you know, I, normally I'd watch soccer on there, but not even any of that was going on. So yeah. I mean, the, everything just went to shit real quick and it and it's kind of surprising that it did that
1: it was uh yeah man i mean when in your lifetime have you seen the whole world just be like okay everybody stay home i've been
0: referring to it as we all got grounded yeah like we we were kids and we did something really bad and you know parents said you cannot leave your room you come home from school you go in your room there's no tv no phone no games no nothing Uh, if you got schoolwork to do that's all you're gonna do
1: yeah You can do schoolwork, and uh, here's a book. Go read a book. (laughs) Like a Prisoner. (laughs) You you guys
0: have been, like you said, lucky enough where you've been able to play a bunch of shows in Texas because Texas has been a little more lenient on being able to get out there and do things compared to other states. Yeah. when you first had that opportunity I think the the thing for me to ask is did you have any reservations at first I mean I know you wanted to play like you and everybody else but did you have reservations at first where I was like oh okay well maybe this could go bad
1: well yeah I mean definitely I mean you want you want everybody to be safe um, and I mean we want to be safe we didn't want to be um, spreading it to anybody or, or you know i mean it's the same thing that they tell you you know you don't it's not you getting it like i'm i'm a pretty young and healthy dude and like if i get it i'm probably going to be fine you know uh Kiefer and cat both got it at, at certain points and i mean they they came out fine i mean they're still weird but you, you know you <laughs> can't cure that um but yeah i mean there's definitely reservations but and they took precautions at the shows you know i mean it it we played at the warehouse live down in houston and everybody's sitting in chairs man and it was so it was so surreal so weird and they like you know they have to force everybody to kind of sit in their chairs and you know it at a certain point it's kind of like come at your own risk kind of thing like hey we're gonna do this um if you don't feel safe don't come um, we did a few shows where we, we played in live venues and we, we live streamed them so people could stay home and, and still watch the show or, or whatever. And, uh, that, that turned out pretty, pretty cool as well. Um, cause that way people could tune in from places where they're not able to go out and, and, you know, go to a live show or whatever.
0: Obviously a lot of bands kind of resorted to that because they couldn't play live shows. Everything was locked up. To keep some of the revenue stream coming in as well, you know, financially, that helps. Every little bit helps at that point. A lot of bands ended up seeing their fan base end up buying a lot of merch, a lot of albums. Did you guys see a big uptick in that?
1: Man, we saw a lot. Uh, We had support from every angle, I feel like. Um, Every live stream we put on, uh, people were... I mean, buying tickets, and they were like, it was crazy the the outpouring of support that we got from from our fans. Um, we definitely wouldn't be alive right now without them. Um, we wouldn't have a roof over our heads at all. <laughs> um, but it was a uh, yeah, like Cat and I, Cat and I were doing a weekly show for for a little while there, like where we're just playing. People could request covers, and we and we just picked you know a heap of cover, a handful of covers out of the the, the heap of requests and stuff, and um, people. We're very generous with their tips and their, I mean, it was, it was insane to the generosity. I mean, thank God for the internet, right? I mean,
0: I heard that from one of the things that you guys did, um, you guys picked up a new fan or a, a group of fans, uh, uh, by the name of a band called Clutch yeah. and, uh, I've heard that through the, through the rumor mill that, uh, they are now big fans of Blacktop Mojo. Uh,
1: that's uh, that's kind of what we heard. Uh, hopefully, that's true. And uh, yeah, we got to do a live stream with them and uh, our buddies in in Saul. Um, they were really cool. We'd never really met them before, but um, ended up talking to them through you know the live stream thing. So it's it's kind of it was kind of like uh, going to a festival in a, in a way where you 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 know you might meet these bands where you, you don't ever cross paths. And um, it was a cool uh, it was a cool deal. It was a cool challenge, man. It was fun to. Kind of figure out how to how all that works and just kind of adapt and and feel like hey we we can still do this man we're gonna be fine.
0: Just when you thought the only thing that you had to do was Snapchat and other than that and then then every you had to learn all new technology you had to up your Zoom game up your Skype don't, game all, all you, this stuff.
1: Don't get me started on TikTok, dude. <laughs> God dang, There's always you always got to learn a new one. It's, it seems like.
0: If I start seeing you guys do a lot of those dancing videos like some of the people on tiktok then i i might have to like i'm gonna ha- i'll send you a text message going what are
1: you doing dude
0: <laughs> keepers a hell of a dancer man <laughs> and and congratulations <laughs> to him he just got married
1: yeah yeah he did man he got married two two weeks ago
0: yeah everybody's growing up and moving out man that's where i was going to go with this uh it not only are uh, growing up as as men as individuals but it seems like it's coming all at the same time as the band is really starting to mature because of how you're approaching things and and the type of music that you're making because uh, you have a new album that's going to be coming out uh what end of the summer somewhere in the summer
1: yes this summer it will be out this summer if i could remember the date then i would will- I'll probably say it, but I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say it or whatever, but it's summer for sure I can say that.
0: Uh, self-titled, so everybody just refers to it as Four. Yes, and I have gotten to hear a few of the songs. Uh, I've heard a few of them, and yeah, I would say not only are you guys as people growing up in years, but I mean Kiefer obviously getting married—that's definitely about as grown up as he can get. But well, I mean, it's still Kiefer, so we kind of have to put it in perspective <laughs> yeah, a little bit. True. But the new music and the and the the new album—you guys are really starting to mature as a band aren't you?
1: I think so, man. I think we finally found, um, we've been making music together long enough where we kind of feel like we have sort of an identity in our music and, in a sound that we're, it is unique to us. And I think that's why we wanted to self-title this album. It's kind of, uh, like, Hey, we've, we figured it out. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel I feel good about the new songs. So I'm I'm very excited for everybody to hear them.
0: If you had to, if you had to look back at it and say, okay, what if the pandemic didn't happen? Uh, what if you didn't have all this time to yourselves and? you know i'm sure that there was you know songs on the album that were in the works way before the shutdown but also some of it's come out of the pandemic as well do you think that this album wouldn't be what it is if it hadn't been for this shutdown
1: uh for sure uh the i mean the pandemic allowed us we didn't have anything else to do so i mean there was more pre-production on this album than there ever has been because we like i said i mean we're all just stuck at the house man so it was just like hey let's get together once or twice or however many times a week and let's just write songs and let's let's put some uh let's do something creative and get out of our uh get out of our heads for a minute you know you also
0: during the pandemic went on um a little bit of a trip too didn't you uh, you did some stuff in the, in the desert yeah. and, uh, d- yes. did a video great place to do it during a massive shutdown because no one's around. Um, yes. Yeah. was that something just to try to keep things moving in a forward direction?
1: Uh, I think so. It's just, uh, I mean, you always want to be creating stuff and putting stuff out there for people, you know, um, we had just released our NEP in May Of last year because i mean those were songs that we recorded during the sessions for under the sun that just basically didn't make the record and uh we felt like they could all kind of stand on their own they were their own little thing they had their own little vibe to them and um we wanted to put that out there because everybody's sitting at the house and everybody's eating up you know, like Netflix shows and whatever else that you're talking about, man, like you said, you ran out of shows to watch. It's, you know, it's the same thing with the music, I'm sure. I mean, you're running out of albums, you know, people are holding their albums and stuff. You know, a lot of your favorite bands are holding their albums. Some bands are holding their albums back because they want to be able to tour on them. And it's understandable. But luckily, we had this this group of songs and this EP that we could put out in the middle of all this stuff that we wanted to put out anyway at some point And... Last year was as good a time as any. So,
0: uh, yeah. It was a good warm up, too, especially going into, you know, album four. It kind of kept you guys, kept you guys' blood pumping at that point, too, because it kind of, with the shutdown, I think bands run the risk of getting stale you know for you being able to have that forward momentum during a shutdown i think is probably going to be as much of a benefit for you guys emotionally and physically as if nothing had happened
1: yeah absolutely man
0: so one of the things that i did want to talk to you about obviously you have this album that's coming out Um, you had a listening party. Uh, You had some Blacktop Mojo fans that came from near and far to come down to Texas and and sit around and listen and hear what you guys had to say about individual songs and, and what you thought about the album. That's a good way for you to connect with the fans as well. And you guys have always been the type of band where you've tried to connect as much as possible with the fans and keep it real and keep it friendly and honest when you guys sit there and tell people what you think about the album does it change your opinion of what you thought it was before that
1: um no nah, i mean it's kind of hard to explain to people like what you were thinking in your head whenever you wrote a song because um, it could be from like a personal experience or it could just be from some sort of like for me personally it could just be from some sort of emotion and then you just wrote like a a story basically like some Fantastical thing about murder, or you know, uh, whatever it whatever it might be. Um, hint, hint. There's a lot of murder on this record. No, um, <laughs> but it's it, it's hard to get into words like that that emotion and explain that to people. Um, but it it's it was cool. I mean, I don't I don't think it necessarily changed what we thought about the record. Um, everybody that was there at the listening party seemed to seemed to get. where we were coming from and, and and got just as excited as we are for everybody to hear it you know
0: well obviously you know if you have people that are traveling not just from your general area to you know come listen to this album clearly people are are pretty worked up about this coming
1: yeah man and i mean a lot of the people that came down they're they're like family to us um you know when we're on on tour and going from place to place they're the they're the people where you show up in a town and you're like, Oh shit, look who it is, man. <laughs> like, you know, and it just to have all of them in the same place and for them to all meet each other too, is, is a really cool experience, you know, and it just furthers that community bond that we have in our, in our little fan group, uh, the Mojo nation.
0: Well, I mean, I've actually had the opportunity to go to Wally's, in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, during the shutdown. And uh, they definitely remember you guys, and they're definitely waiting for you guys to come back. So we're
1: waiting to be back while this is the spot, man.
0: Now, speaking of stuff like that, you guys actually have a bunch of shows and I don't mean just general Texas area. You guys have a bunch of shows that are coming up festivals and pretty much most everything that's out there for a festival. You guys are on the bill. I mean, you you guys are going to be as soon as things kind of ease up a little bit and we hope that no one at the last second pulls a plug on any of these things out of like a knee-jerk reaction or something happens but you you guys are going to be pretty busy when things get going aren't you
1: we're uh yeah we're we're very very stoked to be looking out at the future right now Um, like you said after this past year you kind of don't put a whole lot of hope in everything you know i mean don't put all your hopes in that in that basket. Of like, oh, it's finally gonna happen because it could at the last minute. You know, somebody could pull the plug or anything could really happen, as this last year's taught us. Um, but we're excited, man. Uh, it'll be nice to get back out in front of people and to be back in the be back on the asphalt.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say asphalt because how I look at it is kind of like. Race car drivers run into the car for the mad dash start. It's going to be like that because there's going to be so many bands so chomping at the bit to get out there. It's just going to be bedlam, I think, at first. And that's good in a way because people are really going to get a glut of all the music that they liked thrown at them right off the get-go
1: i'm pretty excited because i don't think anybody's ever going to miss a concert again like (laughs) i don't think they're going to be like oh they'll be back in town next week or you know in a couple of months they're just going to be like we gotta go see them because you know who knows what will happen
0: you know and, and i mean here in massachusetts you know uh we've been shut down pretty hard since march of last year yeah and there's shows that are scheduled at Fenway Park, and I think people people are just buying the ticket. They don't even care where they sit. Right. You know, they're 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 not even concerned about the stuff that we would normally be concerned about, like oh, I need to sit in this section, or I can't sit way up in the back, or I can't sit on the lawn. I want to see them, right. uh, or be down front, or whatever. People are just like, yeah, screw it. Just, I just want to go.
1: You just want to be there. <laughs> yeah. You and
0: I have a mutual appreciation for a character, a literary figure, uh, by the name of Hunter S. Thompson. Absolutely. Now, you, you actually wear ink. You're doing the Fear and Loathing tattoo.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually, the the tattoo ended up as uh, Johnny Depp as Hunter S. Thompson. So, you know, don't get drunk when you get tattoos, kids. But. <laughs> It's it's still yeah it's a, it's a little tribute to Hunter S. Thompson for sure.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you with your appreciation of, of him as a person or character or as his writing or his stories has any of that influenced that exposure that to that literature or when he was writing for magazines did any of that ever sneak into the music that you've written?
1: Um, I think maybe in a way um, it's Kind of like you know documenting the way that he documented all of his experiences and the way that he uh, lived his life, uh, Gonzo, you know, um, and and just dove into everything that he wrote about. I think that's a that's a good way to approach songwriting is from personal experience um, and just to take everything in because you never know what is going to spark something in you and spark that inspiration. For a song in particular speaking from my thing
0: basically shoot from the hip
1: yeah absolutely
0: rob halford always said that the best way to be a good band is to first one write a good song uh, so that obviously you know if you're focusing on that part first the rest naturally will follow
1: yeah i mean all the other stuff's just kind of bonus features i mean just um it's gotta be music first i think for for anybody if you're gonna gonna want to do this it's got to be about the music it can't really be about anything else or you just kind of fizzle out you know
0: all right so last question during the shutdown have you spent all this time at home do you work out more (laughs) now or before the shutdown
1: oh definitely now yeah (laughs) um uh just i mean just in these last few months um just knowing that we're possibly you know getting back out there and stuff i've been uh working with uh, i had a trainer reach out to me uh over instagram and was he's a bodybuilder type of guy and was like hey man just you know uh, he he used some of our music in his videos and stuff and he was like hey man you know in exchange for that let me help you out let me let me help you you know reach that physique that you always want or you know whatever um so i've been working with him and i mean i've been i've been getting after it and it's it's been nice because it's it's something you can control and it's uh it's uh definitely good for your mental health to be busting out all those endorphins every day you know
0: and you've probably pretty much got everybody else in the band doing it as well too um sort of
1: yeah sort of uh you know cat and Kiefer and and chuck always always we always all worked out on the road and and did a little something here and there you know whether it be some push-ups in a parking lot somewhere or, or whatever you know but we'll get back into it hardcore when we when we get back out there
0: I witnessed a few of those parking lot pushups and in, uh, in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. You got to do it, man. You got to sweat out all those bad decisions you're making. It's, it's like, a, <laughs> right. it's, it's the, uh, it's the oil change, you know, you sweat out the stuff from the night before. That way you can, you got room for whatever you're going to do that night.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, it's a pleasure as always getting a chance to talk to you again. Uh, we need to do more of it. I know that you guys have been super busy, but now things are coming into the final push of it. And, uh, you know hopefully we'll see each other out there on the road
1: i'm sure we will man <laughs> we always do
0: the liquid conversations podcast is brought to you by dirtbag clothing wear it till it stinks